We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is, 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 Having fun with his girlfriend. What's a game at Disney? Which I also tried to watch a game at Disney once and I couldn't find a television. Uh, instead of Brian, we have Christian Hernandez. How are you, sir? How's it going, guys? You made it, you made it from the game alive. Oh, I did. I mean, I'm feeling incredible. That was one of the most soothing games I've been to this year. There was never, uh, there was never really any doubt. It was just very comfortable. I'm, I'm, I, I, it made me uncomfortable, though. Because that kind of comfort, I'm not used to it. We have Nikias. Am I saying your name right? I'm always scared, man. <laughs> no, you got it this time. Okay, finally. Good. God. Because you know what happens is that sometimes we'll mention you offhand in the podcast. And then after the show, Alf says, oh, you know, you said his name wrong. And I was like, oh, don't tell me that. Oh, man. I'm used to it anyway. You're you know, good. I hate that because when I grew up, nobody could say my name right. So, like, I'm super sensitive about that. Uh, I mean, you're not doing it intentionally, so I'm good. Okay, so as long as we're happy, as long as we're all we're all saying our names right. Okay, so I guess I want to start. How it was because I mean that was a that was a beatdown of all beatdowns. But I guess what was most interesting was the kinds of shots Miami was getting. And Nikias, I wanted to know: Do you think that's going to be a trend? I, mean, I just I thought the way Charlotte defended them was was kind of fine. It wasn't like anybody did anything out of the ordinary. Maybe just hit all their shots within the flow of the offense. They did. It looked like Charlotte kind of blitzed more than they did in the regular season. I'm not sure why they went that route. I guess they wanted to try to force turnovers and kind of get in transition and get their guys open, but it kind of backfired because everybody was on, especially in the wall. So, like Hassan got so and Christian. I don't know if like the Hassan lob was there all night, all night. I mean, 
I, I found it interesting how easy everything came to them. Um, like Nick Yes is saying, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte was actually one of the best teams at forcing turnovers in the league this year. And I found it interesting that the Heat only turned it over six times. So I was actually just looking at the sets for the first time right now. The, the Heat shot 20 more shots than the Hornets. That's that's the kind of thing that would happen to the Heat in a game where they would turn the ball over a lot, kind of like what happened to, sh- to them in, in Boston the other night. And this just shows that the Heat were playing in control. They were playing within themselves. And, I mean, they were all shooting well. It was it, It's something that I don't expect to keep happening, but it was, it was nice to see for once, honestly. And they were shooting the ball. And I know Charlotte allows, I think, the second or third most catch-and-shoot three opportunities. And Miami showed you that they will make you pay for that. Luol had a great game, but I don't know if he'll do that again. But they were all open shots. Right, no, I, I, the Heat ended up uh, out shooting the the Hornets from three tonight, which is something that you you shouldn't expect going forward. But it just kind of shows that the Heat were were very tight on defense. Winslow and uh, and Richardson for their first playoff action, they 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 really showed up. Nick, guys, what did you think of Charlotte's three point defense? Well, it was pretty bad. I mean, I guess it's just a function <laughs> of what they did. So. <laughs> <laughs> no other way to say but it. No, I mean they tried. Yeah, I mean they tried to trap kick and rolls, and it's kind of led the swing side to side, and there was a whole bunch of open looks. So I guess that's what they wanted to an extent, but Miami was just really successful in tonight. Okay, well, you know what? I actually do want to ask you because you are. Uh, can I say you're captain of the Dwayne Wade hatership? Will you? Will you wear that with honor? <sighs> no. I, I think that goes to Chris Whittingham. Oh right? no, you're right. Are oh, you right? Are you co-captain then? Because you know Chris Whittingham is the. I mean, I guess I don't really have a choice <laughs> at this point. I'm excited <laughs> for you. What did you think of him? Because I thought like him off, like he was cutting when he was on the ball. I thought he made all the right passes. I don't think he forced anything. I mean, I guess he could a couple garbage fadeaways that we don't want him taking. But other than that, I thought he played really well within the offense. Oh man, I actually wrote about him, and as part of my recap tonight, that he stayed within himself. He didn't really force anything. Played off ball a lot. Um, just absolutely killed Jeremy Lin in the post. That was just that was funny to me. That was, that was poor Jeremy Lin. Dude. Jeremy Lin had no shot at all. <laughs> at all. Well, it was like Eric Reed was saying. Like Jeremy Lin is not strong enough to do that. And oh, and. Dwayne made him pay. <laughs> Dwayne. How about seven assists, one turnover for Wade tonight? The one uh, that's turnover huge. Right Dwayne was plus 28 in 26 minutes. That's got to be one of his best games all season my in, favorite, in that respect. My favorite plus minus that was from the Cavs game. I think they were tied late in the fourth quarter, and LeBron was like plus 13 in a tie game. Yeah. Wow. I mean – I, I watched that. That was the game today. Obviously, the Heat game that I watched the most of today was that Pistons Cavaliers game, which has been like the and, game of the playoffs and the Boston. Yeah, I mean, but LeBron just does so much for that team in terms of finding shots for other people, making like dynamic passes, dynamic plays. I mean, you, I'm not. You sound the, like I, you're longing for him. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. No, hold on. Wait for the. Christian is like, he like leaned back. 
<sighs> you know, he makes all those. I, I mean, I, I, I feel, I feel for him a little bit because I think he, roles. he definitely made a bit of a mistake when he left because I, I, I do on some level believe that he thought that Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, because I'm sure he knew about Kevin Love behind the scenes before he got, you know, before he signed. But I'm, I'm sure he thought that that was not an upgrade necessarily, but at least at the oh, same level. And I think he's realizing that it's not. But they played well today, so I mean that wasn't even the problem. They did. Like they. Played. Although I, I was, I was really impressed by how the Pistons played. I thought they really, considering they the majority just of the never been garbage. in the I mean, I thought they were poised for the most part, um, considering most of them had never been in the playoffs. In a lot of I, I think just about everybody on that team is pretty much fresh blood, right? Nikai, did you catch the game? Oh, I did. Actually, I missed like uh, the first half of the first quarter. I watched most of it. God, but like the, Detroit hit so much garbage in that game that at the end, when they could have hit the garbage, is when the game went away from them. <laughs> they yeah. did, and Reggie Jackson just kind of went, hang out. man. Did you see that was it? Did that official? <laughs> I thought yeah. he was gonna throw hands for a minute. I did. I did too. <laughs> like, Kristen, did you see it? Yeah, man, and that was that was that was pretty intense. Well, I, I, honestly, there. Were, in the past few days, I've seen a handful of pretty intense moments, the kind of moments that you don't see in the regular season, and it's nice because I love this time of year. What it's playoff season. Man, what a cliche. Are you proud of yourself for saying that? No, not at all, man. It's true. It's like a they, they honestly turned up there. They're way more invested than they are in the regular season. You can't really – I don't think you can really challenge that, can you? No, you can't, but it's just like a funny thing for you to say. I mean, it's a cliche for sure. I'm not. I'm not denying that it's a cliche. I know it is. Just embrace, like Nikias and his puns. You are. You are a fire day, dude. Nikias. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot what I. What did I say? I don't know, man. You. What, what is that noise? <laughs> are you? Are you opening a packs of gum? Are you opening a pack of gum? Uh, no, I actually just threw away some paper. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you know, the, the gums like the eclipse, like come in like the tin things. Oh yeah, that's what it sounded like. But, oh no, I'm just moving some stuff around. Are we tired. We don't have energy. I'm kind of sleepy. Are we all tired. We, we need energy. I mean, I I just started really shuffling through some of these stats from tonight, and I mean, it, it's pretty much what I saw is that the these offensive ratings are through the roof. The, the Heat were just hitting everything. So forty offensive rating. The Heat? That's what I'm... Yeah, Hassan, 145. Dwayne Wade had 157 offensive rating in 26. That, that, that is rare. That's that's some Seth Curry levels offensive rating right there. That's... I mean, it was just a lot of good offense. Everything was going in. I think they went in with the right game plan in terms of what they wanted to do. I, I don't know how, how much you can really tell from this game because they shot so well. It was Lead changes zero times tied zero. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It was it was blowout from start to finish. They outscored them by 20 points in the first quarter, and the game was pretty much even the rest of the way. So and into the fourth quarter, and they kind of opened it. And by the way, Miami did this all in the half court. Six fast break points for the Heat all game. Right, yeah. The the pace of the game was eighty five. Like which is which is a dread. <laughs> like it just they scored hundred and twenty three points in that pace. In eighty five I mean that's 
It fell so much faster than that. No, I know. That's why I'm saying. Like, I look at the numbers and I was like, what? I, I just don't know how sustainable that is at no, all. It's not. Like, that's, that, can't, that can't happen again. I mean, Lowell, what was Honestly, Lowell saying? Like, 12 I mean, for 13? Like, yeah, I mean, that's not sustainable. I mean, he's oh. 9 for 11. No, wait. He, yeah, he was 11 for 13. Dude, I mean, 4 of 6 from 3. I mean, they shot the ball so well from 3. 9 of 18. I mean, they didn't even hit 10 threes. I, I have to rewatch. Did Charlotte switch? They did at some point. I don't remember. I thought, was- I thought toward the middle they were doing. I just did, I don't think anything was working. I, I I noticed what you were saying. They were they were like blitzing, but what they were doing was they were staying away from Batum in the pick and roll, which I thought was something that I don't know if it was by design or what, but that was probably one of the biggest things. They just kept putting the bigs in the pick and roll. It was either Dwayne or Goran initiating for, up, up top of the side, and then they would not include anybody else that wasn't Al Jefferson or Cody Zeller. I mean, it makes sense. Pick on them. That's how you got to play them. Like, you cannot put Batum in the pick. And I guess that's where the Heat have an advantage of LeBron not being here anymore. Because if it was LeBron, it would be LeBron running a 4-5 or a 3-5 pick and roll. But since he's not here anymore, Batum has no... Luol Dang is just cutting in the corner. And Joe Johnson wasn't screening at all and because Nick Batum was guarding him. So that kind of really opened things up because they just kept putting the bigs in the pick and roll. And Bob's your uncle. Yeah, well, dang, absolutely killed Marvin Williams tonight. I did not anticipate that at all. Really? He's Marvin Williams, man. Yeah. One for seven. I like Marvin Williams. I know you do, but come on, man. Minus 32 for Mr. Marvin Williams. That's awful. <laughs> I know, but I love how, like, we don't know what to say. Like, we're we're staring at a statue. We watch the game, and it's like, what analysis can we have other than, wow, that was bad for Charlotte? Wow, Miami was no, Miami. I, okay, I'm not gonna lie. For the last minute I've kind of just been listening to you guys, but I started playing I started playing just all of Goran Dragic's assists from the night, just to kind of see like how that all progressed. And it was honestly just a lot of good I, I watched three or four already. It's a lot of good ball movement tonight. You know, a lot of people playing unselfishly. And Goran was just, he was making the most of really tough situations. Like, good passes when he was under pressure. You know, I, I, it's, it, it's just weird. You, you don't expect your whole team to really show up to a playoff game to be, re- to be ready and play it at the best of their abilities. But that's what just about everybody did tonight. It was, it was impressive. Yeah, what did you say? Well, except Gerald Green, but, you know, he doesn't count. Yeah, well, did Gerald Green get any action, did yeah. he? Like, he yeah. Like, five man. minutes and he, he went over three. Half, right? What did Jason Leisure tweet today that was hysterical about Gerald Green, about, like, he's so ready or he's so... Oh, my God, I got to find it. It was so funny. Did you guys see his hair? It's Dude, he has to stop. Who's advising dude, him? Dude, he's changing it. Way too often that 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 haircut that he showed today. What the hell was that? It like, was so bad. Make make up your mind, man. Like it, it's ugh. he's it was bored, hard man. That's, that's all I can come up with. He's got to be bored. Jason Leisure reported six hours ago, reporting with absolute certainty that Gerald Green is turned for this game. <laughs> no, did he tweet that? Yeah, he did. No, but it's funny. Like I've seen Jason. Like I heard him speak, and that's a funny visual. Him using turn in a sentence. Exactly. I mean, you, you poor Jason. 
Life's the best. Oh, man. That's cool, guy. He's so nice. And he's like, I mean, we, we give him a lot of, like, we make fun of him a lot on the podcast. But, like, he's such a cool guy. And he's been, all, all the guests that we've had have been so nice. Dude. Did you guys see that Winslow Eurostep in transition? Oh my god, no! The Sorry, point, just... the point when he pointed at Dwayne. Yeah, he pointed right at Dwayne Wade because clearly he learned that from Dwayne Wade. Well, you I saw that game. in real time, so and that was all. See the the broadcast, right? So then they slowed it down after. So he does this like nasty Eurostep, and then he's pointing at Dwayne as he's running on defense, and Dwayne is like his mouth is slowly opening real wide and about to point back. <laughs> And he oh, was kidding. Awesome. Oh, I have not seen that. I've gotta I gotta find that somewhere. Dude, that that's amazing. Man, I jumped off my couch. That was amazing, right? It really was. Probably meant to early in the year when he did it on James Harden. It was hilarious. <laughs> but I mean we could do it at James Harden the way he plays defense. Well, that's true. <laughs> Poor James, dude. Everybody kills him. And Dwight, dude. Dwight gets a bat. I mean, honestly, dude, I'm so I mean, sorry. All people that shit because he just disappears on plays and like it's no problem. What did you say, Nick? I said, I feel bad for Dwight. I feel so bad for Dwight because Dwight gets yeah. it worse than anybody. Gotta hate somebody, I guess. <laughs> Is that the guy? He's the guy now. It can't be LeBron anymore because now he's in Cleveland. So now we get, yeah, people gotta hate somebody. And Kobe's gone. Oh man, poor Ooh, Kobe is gone. Kobe, yeah, I mean, Kobe's gone. D- Dwight, have people really hated Kobe in the last few years, yeah, though? Yeah, like, dude, yes, 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 they have. Yes, yeah, always people boss. hated Kobe. Oh, like I, I did not like Kobe back in the day. Like, especially when all that rape accusation shit was going on, it was very easy not to like Kobe. But in the last like three, four years, like he's been a very likable guy. You know, especially if you're not too connected with what he's doing, which I'm not because, you know, he's all the way doing stuff in L.A., but... On a bad team. On a bad team, exactly. Wait, is it three years now they didn't make the playoffs? It's amazing. No, it's only been two, because I think they made it the Dwight year. Barely, as an eight seed. Yeah, yeah. That was 12-13, though, wasn't it? I don't know. It's a good question. Has it been three years? That's what I was saying. I think uh, it's been three oh, years. They haven't even had picks because it came for Dwight and Steve Nass. Yep. Nass. Oh, my God. Man, Steve You Nass. know, as bad as it may seem for the Lakers, no team has it worse than the Nets. We should all pour one out for them. Dude, because so bad. And they ever get, like, they're, they're not going to be in hell forever. <laughs> That's the process. Shoot, these, they got Willie Reed. They should hire Hinky. I'm not even joking. I mean, what assets could they even acquire? I don't point? know, man. Hinky will figure it out, dude. Hinky will get all the second round picks. He'll, he'll find a way, man. Who's the GM that they should trade him? Willie Reed? <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, I'm glad he keeps bringing up Willie Reed because if somebody brought up Willie Reed and Jack was here, he would he would go on a tangent, I'm sure, for a few oh, minutes God. about Willie. Reed. Does he like Willie Reed? Oh yeah, well you know he's always big on these up and coming D league guys. Willie where he was always someone that he'd been on the radar for at least a year now, for sure. Jack I, I'd seen him, you know, talk about him and, and stuff like that. Did you see? Did you hear after the game um, that Josh Richardson, Tyler Johnson, and Briante Weber were talking to Omari about the Sioux Falls life? Wow! Yeah, I imagine that was funny. I do. I I would give so much to be in that locker room. I should have been there, dude. Let me. Okay, I'm going to go on the side. We're going to be self-involved. We're going to go on the side. So he beat was trying to get credentialed, 
for this game. It was a big deal for us. We were trying to get credentialed. We emailed Rob. What's, I'm going to find this dude's name. The stupid PR guy that never helps me out with anything that I try. So we, Brian and I tried to get Call him stupid on the podcast. I don't care. I'm so mad. This Rob Ford. Rob, is it Rob Ford? I don't want to. This Rob Wilson guy. Wasn't Rob Ford the uh, the Toronto mayor that passed away recently? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I hope it's not him. I know. No, yeah, it was a mistake. I'm sorry. Rest in peace, Rob Ford. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, man. <laughs> what what just happened here? How do we get this? We, we, this I know. That's it. I, all, I called. Yeah, I called Rob Ford the, the deceased mayor of Toronto. Stupid. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, Rob Wilson, that guy, that 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 guy. Um, so we try to get credentials. And by the way, I've emailed him in the past. I do radio for FIU. I do student radio, and I've tried to get like fringe players on the radio show, like Jorts. He wouldn't even give me Jorts. <laughs> what the hell is Josh Harrelson doing that he can't come on a student radio show for ten minutes? Come on, Heat. So Brian and I try to get credentialed, and then this guy pretty much shoots us down. Like he just he stabs us right in the heart. This Rob Wilson guy. So had I been had I been credentialed like everybody else credentialed, and I've read and talked to bloggers. Every other team in the league credentials bloggers, just not the Heat. It's just to them. I mean, this culture. The one thing I guess you gotta give the Heat a little credit for is that they have a certain way of doing things. Yeah, and I, I guess now I hate their certain way of doing things. Yeah, I know they, they definitely <laughs> stick to what they do. Yeah, their heat culture so. ruined me. Yeah. <laughs> the heat culture got the best of Gianni. We're, we're looking pretty good at getting at getting Leif credentialed for the Hornets game up there. You know, I like Charlotte culture better. Hornets culture. <laughs> <laughs> they credential us. <laughs> God, it's so bad. Okay, so, yeah, so, so for the games of Charlotte, you have to contact the Charlotte PR guy? Yes, I, we're learning a lot, yeah. And I was wondering, was I'm, I'm thinking, man, so I've, I've never done this before. So we're wondering, like, well, okay, so what is the process to get credentialed? Right? So you Google how to get credentialed because, <laughs> you know, it's 2016. You, you I mean, that's what I would do. You come across PDF media guys that I don't know who put up. And then uh, you start making some phone calls and calling people and sending emails. You need company letterhead, which we didn't have and we had to make. So that was an adventure. And uh, and then you pretty much apply. And, uh, yeah, they had they, then they they tell you yes or no, and they told us no. So he culture hashtag. I mean, you know, the the only thing I'll say is that you know, the heat beat like podcasts and like all the content we've put, that we've been putting out, it's only really sort of blowing up in the Who's last. Who are you on? Few months. Who's who are you on? So, are you on our side or the heat side? I mean. I'm You're I'm right. just trying to be impartial like I am with most things. <laughs> when, are, when are we impartial? I mean, look, I, I try to be. Look, uh, we have a lot of people that give really good biased takes, and I love them. But I try to be as impartial as Bobby possible. And honestly, I kind of get it. You know, so you can't just give a credential to anybody. We're not anybody. You know, what, Poppy like, Levitard is credentialed. He also has well, book, really? which is really funny. Did you see that? Oh no, no, you didn't see because you weren't that at the game. One of the like, uh, you know, get in the crowd going things that uh, videos that they played in the arena was Poppy just like yelling at the crowd. It was great. I'd never seen that before. Before today, before. Hey guys, you need to speak up. You have to speak over us. I know you're a very nice and soft, 
gentle soul. Yeah, yell at us, man. Man, I'm just enjoying the conversation right now. It's really, it's a really bad conversation. Self-involved. <laughs> yeah. It's basically me complaining about the struggles of being a blog. And talking about Rock Ford for yes. whatever reason. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, never let that go. Oh my God! No, you know what's funny, and I like I've always been very careful with him because like my um one of my best friends is getting married to a PhD in psychology, and she specializes in drug abuse, the psychology of drug abuse, and she always you know something she talked about a lot is how sometimes when people have problems or whatever, you know, society shames drug abusers. And Rob Ford has been a big topic for her, and, and I learned a lot of. So I, when I think of making fun of Rob Ford, I just think of her voice in my head, like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry, poor Sheila." So, wow, well, this was. Yeah, this is even worse for you, dude. No, I know. I haven't made it any better, have I? Uh, it, Christian, what is <laughs> what is that painting on? Is that a heat player holding a Cuban coffee maker? Oh, dude. It, uh... I mean, I, I put this up on Twitter like when I first got it, but that's Dwayne Wade holding a Cuban coffee maker. Uh, I found this uh, – a friend of mine found this on 8th Street, and he sent me a picture of it, and he's like, dude, someone's selling this for, for, you know, for so-and-so amount of money. It wasn't, it wasn't like a ton of money, honestly, for a painting. And I was like, what? And I don't – you know, I'm not big on like art or anything like that, but this is just like – this is perfect because I love heat basketball and I love coffee. So I bought it. I wish the audience could see Kristen is just like like leaning back, staring up at them. I'm trying to like really appreciate it from here, but it's a terrible angle. It's just, it's just, <laughs> just looking up, and it's just such a bad angle. God. Why have the playoffs been so lopsided so far? Because all of the matchups suck. Like, they're all bad, right? Is it, Do well, you guys think the Pacers and Blazers are pretty close right now? Oh, is that game going on now? Yeah, because... oh. Yep. Towards the end of the first quarter now. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Look, this, I, this is this is next level thing right now. I'm going to take my microphone off the cord. I'm going to get the remote control so I can turn the television on. And I'm going to keep doing the show. How about that? Quality multitasking right there. I was hoping you guys would talk to fill in the space while I would pick up the remote. but No, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm used to seeing you in the screen, but then there was just the chair, but I heard hearing your voice. It was very well orchestrated. Read, yes. Now I'm going to watch. I, I didn't know that game was on today. I thought the Spurs game was the last. I guess that would make sense because they started kind of early. Okay, and now there's volume. Wow. We've, I mean, we've been I, a I disaster have a today. I, well, I've been a disaster. It should be a really good series. Are they close? Wait, what? God. <laughs> I've been the worst host in the world today. I've gone to turn on the television in the middle of the show. I don't know what's going on. I've tried to load up stats. The volume came on. Who's that guy taking free? Throws? He looks like young Andre Miller. That Portland player? He looks like Andre Miller, just younger and darker. Who? The uh, Alan Crabb? Is that yeah, who you're talking about? I've seen him. Yeah. He he looks like oh no Davis Davis Davis. Davis. Oh oh Ed, 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 Ed Davis Davis that's Ed Davis. Looks like yeah. Young Andre Miller. Or is it just there such yeah, thing as Young Andre Miller? Andre Miller's been <laughs> he came out the womb. He's always been a thirty-seven-year-old man. He is. Yes. Andre Miller came out the womb with behind-the-back dribbles and a post-up game, but no athleticism. <laughs> I, I, he outlasted Kobe. Can we can we talk about that? I mean, it's so cool, man. 
His old ass outlasted Kobe. I love him. I don't even know if he's good anymore. Is he good? I don't even Probably. Huh? I mean, he's the kind of guy, I don't really think he could be bad. Because he just has that, like, old man game where he just knows how to get to a spot and and do what he needs to do to get a basket or, you know, make make the right play. He's, he's just very savvy. Very savvy guy. He's been, oh, the last three, four years, he's always... He's supposed to be way too old, but he just keeps making great plays, and he just he just knows how to play the game within himself. Andre Miller is always going to be old, and Devin Harris is always going to be up and coming. Like I'm surprised every time I hear Devin Harris is still in the league. Man, how old is he now? I don't know, dude. He must be like thirty something, but he still looks like a baby. He's still up and coming. Seven. He's thirty three. Oh my god, he looks like a kid, and he's thirty three. Yeah, man, he's got like this little like goatee. I was watching some of the Mavericks Thunder highlights from last night, and he's 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 like trying to rock that goatee now. He's on the Mavs again. Yeah, he's on the Mavs. Thunder's on the Bucks. He's not doing a whole lot. That's why you know it's not surprising that you haven't really realized that. Oh, he's on the Bucks. He's been hurt most of the year too. Oh no, he's on the Mavs. Oh my god. He was born in Milwaukee. That's what it was. He's been hurt. Why are we talking about Devin Harris? <laughs> How did we get there? <laughs> I mean, the Heat just like annihilated a playoff game, a playoff team, and we're talking about Devin Harris. I mean, there's nothing to draw from it. I don't know what to talk I mean, about. This is hard. That's the thing, you know. Going into this. Just about every, you know, either blogger or like a big network guy, the majority of them said it's either Heater, Hornets, six or seven games. Like you're expecting a long series, a close series. You're not expecting a team to blow the other one out in the first game, but that's what we got. I guess the thing, it's weird, is that like, I guess we could have been reactionary, right? We could have come up here and yelled and have been cocky he fan and then we're like, Well, you know, Toronto lost, so that kinda gives Miami a window, Toronto's probably gonna lose, and then Cleveland's struggling. Like we could have done that show, but I mean we don't believe we don't believe that. Right. I mean, but you know it's it, it, I'm just like I'm obviously just staring at numbers and I was there, I watched the entire game. It's it's still odd though, you know. They they shot more or less the same amount of threes. It's not like it was some game where we really forced them off the line. They shot thirty five percent from three, which is not bad for a team average. It's it's not like having a bad day. It's an average day, you know. They it's not like they really played overly poorly. They shot forty three percent from the field. A lot of times, usually when the Heat win, it's because they're really shutting people down on defense, holding them below forty percent. So. It's. I mean, it was just the offense. The offense was just. As it was clicking. Yeah, but it's like I, I, we can talk. We can go into the into the nuance of well, Charlotte did a lot of trapping. Miami got really moved the ball well. They got open guys. The wall dang hit all his threes, and the Heat played. And I guess the thing with the Heat playing in selfish is we've seen them go through phases a lot in which they move the ball around, and we know that it's not a permanent thing. Like they will come out of that. Like I know that right. they never sustained. Like we've that happened already. Twi- Remember last year to start the year, the Heat were leading the league in assists. Last year, the, the year that they were bad, and they were like moving the ball everywhere for like the first seven games, and then like it was all ISO garbage. And even this year, right after, um, I think right before, right one on one of those road trips, um, they were like really moving the ball a lot. They were like 
had like 40 assists or something in like games mm-hmm. and then they'd stop. So like none of this, I don't believe it's sustainable. Right. I mean, well, the biggest thing that they did tonight is that they just took care of the ball. You know, when I, when, when you look at the, like com, uh, the differentials when the heat win and when they don't win, one of the biggest stats that changes in those games is turnovers is that they turn the ball the ball over a whole lot in games that they tend to throw away. They turn the ball over six times tonight. That is very rare for this team. Only you know, every single person that turned the ball over tonight only turned it over once. There was nobody that had more than one turnover. That's a that's rare. Twenty seven assists. I mean that's 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 efficient that's well played basketball, and that's what you hope to get in the playoffs. Now we just hope we just have to see if they can sustain that kind of you know very good play. Nikias, how much do you think of that is Dwayne Wade's reduced role in this game? And he had he put he put up a usage of thirty, so it's not like he was not you know handling the ball. He had the highest usage rate. No, I'm kidding. Darrell Wright had the highest usage rate on the team at four. <laughs> Okay, well, I was going to say, he had the most field goal shots, for sure. <laughs> Dur- you know, that, all that tells me that Darrell put it up. 133 shooting percentage, true shooting percentage for Darrell Wright. Killed it, dude. Oh, man. That made me so happy. Oh, my God. It made us all. I'm glad he's back. I'm so glad, too. I, he was one of my favorite. I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of weird not to see number one on him. Um, But, you know, CB. Ah, there it went. The what? Oh, nothing, man. I just hope he comes back. I mean, he he, he shot. He, he can shoot, right? Like no, he, I mean, Bosh. Oh, I thought you were talking. Oh my God, no! I mean, <laughs> he didn't talk to the media today. He was in the locker room. He but pretty I guess happy he, on the sideline. Yeah, he was there, but I mean, he looked like he was having fun. I mean, they all looked like they were having fun. Bosh and Hassan were pantomiming uh, Amari Stoudemire finishes on the on, on the sideline. So they're having fun, dude. But. Oh my god! His I mean, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. sure Bosch doesn't want to take away from all these guys that are actually participating and leading the team, you know, to victory. I'm sure he's he's not trying to like you know overshadow what they're doing, but it's it's that's that's got to be tough for him because I mean, let's be real. If we're really being you know 100 percent about this, he's in the back of his mind, got to be thinking about the fact that he might have played his last basketball. Oh, because God. why are you gonna make it sad now? I know oh we're supposed to be celebrating. No, but th- th- think back to you know how they reported about how Bosch spoke to the team and you know really gave him an emotional speech before the playoffs. It's, you know, I feel like a lot of these guys are really putting forth a lot because of Bosch, because of the fact that he there's so much in the up in the air about. What might happen to him? It's 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 an interesting dynamic that you don't really think about, but it's definitely you know underlined. Well, I guess also, I guess the the idea of paying Hassan if Bosch is gonna. I mean, I guess that kind of puts the heat in this weird bind too, because I think if the decision becomes easier to pay Hassan if you know Chris Bosch isn't coming back, right? Because then you could say, okay, well. We play well with one big, and it's it's unwise to pay two bigs this amount of money when they can't share the floor together. So the Heat are kind of in this bind, too, that if they don't know, Bosch doesn't know, they have a big decision coming up, 
with a guy that's I made the point last show. He's getting better. Every like so in the beginning of his, of his heat career, he had a problem that he was fouling way too much. And he corrected that. And then it was the free then it was um then it was the defense. And he's really corrected that. And it was foul shooting. And he corrected that. And I know that he's not a good passer yet, but he's a lot better than he was before. At least he's making a conscious effort. So this is a guy that has improved the holes in his game since he got here. I don't know, man. Hassan Whiteside's first playoff game. 19 points, 11 rebounds, 3 blocks, 2 steals, and only 1 turnover. That's a a hell of a game. And by the way, when Al cooked him in the first half, he learned his lesson in the second half. And he wasn't going for those fakes, and he was staying on his feet, and he he, mm-hmm. he played him well in the second half, which was alert. I mean, he learned. He learned again. He learned the game. And we've come full circle. Hassan learned the game. No, but I mean, uh, Nikaias, I mean, did you agree with all that I said? Like his value in improvement? Oh, totally. It's been very interesting to watch all year how he's kind of come full circle on some of the little things. He still has a way to go, but now he's—I mean—he's played like a top five big since the All Star break. You kind of have to pay him. Isn't that scary that he has a long way to go, and he's shown you a history of being able to improve the things in his game that are bad? Yeah, I mean that's what's so exciting, and it's also what makes it so frustrating to watch him. Because you see how quickly he can improve, and you see how talented he already is. So when you see him do like bone hit things, when he forces up that hook shot over eight people or whatever, he's just like, "What are you doing?" Well, Drummond was doing some of that today too, and I think that was. Oh man, there was a moment. You know what I'm talking about, right? So he he kind of slips and he catches the ball like not close enough that he should put it up, and far enough that like he should probably do something with the ball. And he just takes this weird contested push floater. And as I watched that, I thought, you know what? Hassan wouldn't have done that. He might have before, but he would have tried to make a move to go to the basket. And to me, that was something oh. that stood out to me, like, of Hassan's improvement. Andre Drummond made me so mad today <laughs> as a UConn guy. <laughs> like, I've been watching him since college. It's my favorite college team order. I was going to ask, did you go and- to UConn? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't even know how I ended up liking them, to be honest with you. But regardless, I was just watching this, and I'm just like, man, it's one thing to miss a read. He didn't even look. He's throwing up 13-foot push floaters, and it's just awkward. Had he played well, they probably would have won. No? Probably. I mean... Detroit really put up a fight, though. Man, you sound you, you sound like sad about Andre. Man, I have so much high hopes for him, and he's still really good. Just some of the stuff he does, he still isn't really a plus defender in my eyes. The post touch is—I mean, it's just non-existent. He's got—he's got bad body language, low key. So I don't know. You think Hassan's better than he is? Ooh. Mm. I don't know. I feel like Hassan is more talented. But I don't know. It's tough. I mean, what is Drummond good at? Drummond's good at rebounds. 
I, I, I do think Drummond do better. I'm saying, what does Drummond do better? What does what does Drummond do better than Hassan, other than rebound? Drummond. One thing that he does do better than Hassan is that when he gets the ball deep in the post, like deep, deep, he knows immediately how to finish and easily. That's something that Hassan, Wait, Hassan I don't think really matters. Hassan doesn't finish when he catches he, the ball deep. I disagree. I, I'm saying like if you feed it into him in a situation where you're not like lobbing it towards the rim, because that's I, Hassan is great when you're kind of like feeding it and he's already going towards the rim. But if you just kind of like throw it to him. If he's like four, four to six feet away from the rim, I feel like that he's not as dominant as he is in, you know, when he's in a pick and roll situation or a cutting situation. I'd say the one thing Andre consistently does better is use his body. Like he establishes position better oh, than just that, about that any so. big. big. But it just sucks because he doesn't have touch, so he can't really do anything well, with it unless he's dunking. So. <laughs> Hassan has great touch. But yeah, he, it's awkward footwork. It doesn't really body up anybody. Uh, or Shaq says feet work. Did you guys watch Shaq. <laughs> oh, Shaq? Oh, no, you were at the game, Christian. I was going to ask if you guys did local or, uh, or TNT broadcast. No, I was doing my eyeballs broadcast. The guys? <laughs> I had TNT. Oh, man, you missed. Well, I actually am curious. What did the what did the TNT broadcast say when Hassan got hit in the junk? Uh, I actually didn't see. Oh, you missed it. Most of the halftime footage. Wait, Hassan. I, mean, I saw him. I saw when he get hit, but I didn't see the halftime report because I was trying to get video and stuff for the recap. Oh my God, Christian! Hassan got hit in the junk. I think it was by it was by Marvin. There was a play that he got fouled and he got hit like square in the junk, and Tony doesn't know how to describe it as getting Tony wanted to say no, kidding me well, what did Tony say I mean that's what he wanted to say but he didn't know how to say it and I just I go Tony you can say he got hit in the nuts it's okay oh no, he got he got you know he got hit oh, in that lower midsection area and I was like Tony we all saw it he got hit in the balls <laughs> The lower pit section. Then he goes to the line and drains two free throws. So. I know, I know, which I thought was more impressive than Kobe shooting free throws after the Achilles. <laughs> that hurts. Now, see, I can't elbow. go that far. Huh? Now you try to take free I don't throws. Know if we can go that far. Elbows you down there. That hurts. Okay, just real. Yeah, I'll quick. take your word for it. But just to get an idea of the influence that Hassan had tonight, he held people that he contested within five feet to twelve percent from the field. Are you? Maybe he, his rotations were great today. He used the verticality great. It wasn't. It was a play where um, Charlotte, right? So this, I think it was Jeremy Lin. They they drove to the rim, and Hassan stayed on his feet. And Lynn passed the ball to somebody cutting baseline. And Hassan stayed on his feet again. And before, Hassan would have jumped at the Jeremy Lynn drive to try to block it. But he saved the two points. The Cody Zeller cut, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't remember. All those guys were the same, man. Yeah. Cody Zeller. Those those Kaminsky. All those white guys in Charlotte looked the same. They're just tall, pasty people. (laughs) I don't know, man. I can't see. What happened to guys? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Go ahead. 
No, no, that was it. Yeah, I just thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a sign of improvement for Hassan that he was able to stay on his feet, and uh, he didn't really go for those those drives that probably would have he would have in the past. He would have just jumped at the opportunity to try to block something, leave his position, let somebody come back door and get him. No? What I'm waiting to see for Hassan, I want to see somebody test him and see how he's going to respond. Like, well, I mean, I thought I thought Al did that. I thought Jefferson did that. I thought Jefferson came in and and really got him two quick fouls and was pretty much doing whatever he wanted in the first half. And then Spolster sat him. He got the two fouls. He sat him the whole second half. I, was gonna, I think that he's trying to get at like challenging him, like, like trying to get under his skin, right? Yeah. Oh, well, I think don't, isn't he kind of over that? Like, I thought I thought I think we've passed that stage of his career, right? I would hope so, but I mean, this is the playoffs, so you never know. I mean, where's Lance Stevenson? I mean, born ready. The only thing I will say is that it seems like people have tried to get under his skin, and it's, he seems to be doing a good job of keeping a cool head, or at least like brushing it off in a in a way that's not like confrontational or it'll get him in trouble. So, born seems ready. To be doing a- where's born ready? He he he'll get under anybody's skin. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he will. How oh man, he... he would be so much fun in this Charlotte series. Oh my god, he'd be amazing. God, yes. Man, trade it too soon. Oh, you're so <laughs> right. You know what? That is a travesty. Oh my god. Oh man, Hassan and Lance in the same series. Oh my goodness. Lance would drive him crazy. No, and Lance would do it. Lance would do it. I mean, that guy's nut. Born ready, dude. That's my favorite nickname in basketball right now. The Grizzlies didn't compete tonight, did they? I didn't really look at no, that yeah, game. They were, they were, it got away from them right before the half. Okay, all right. Yeah. They were like around there. And then like, the they, they lost by like 32. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. They Vince Carter hit post phase. Like, it was bad. Though. These playoffs have been boring. It's just everybody's getting like their ass kicked. I really enjoyed that uh, Pacers Raptors game the that other day, though. That was awful bad. That was a great game. <laughs> It was awful, but it was great watching the Raptors lose. <laughs> I mean, we want the Raptors to lose. Cause, I mean, I think the I, I think Indiana is a favorable matchup for Miami, right? I I mean, I think so. Um, I think. I mean, I would say so. Better than Toronto. Yeah, I don't know. Paul George just kind of he's getting to the point where he scares me now. He scares you, baby dragon. It was like, uh, I don't know. Oh, that's what uh, Whitlock called him a couple years ago. Remember? Baby Dragon. I love how you're giving me a Christian of the Dwayne Wade uh, poster. Giving you a nice view of it. D-Wade. Long live D-Wade. Wonderful. You saw D-Wade got fined for wearing a hat? No. Yeah, he wore wore his life brand hat. The NBA told him that he wasn't allowed to wear that anymore. I guess because it has his own brand. And he wore it and um, he got in trouble. I think that's stupid. Was it Leisure or Ethan that reported? I forgot who. So I I tweeted it out uh, a little bit before the show. Yeah, this is awful. I, I googled Wade fine, and apparently some man named Joe Wade does a ton of fine art. 